The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Let your motor run and head out on the highway. Life is a highway. Big wheels, ball turning. Days are winding Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our inaugural summer road tour powered by Echo and their amazing lineup of products online at echo-usa.com. We are traveling the country, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Paul here, back in the Fullerton Unfiltered studio. If it gets too noisy, I'm going to have to shut the garage. Right now, I got the garage open because it's so hot on my last interview. So hot, dude. So, Brian has a garage studio and uh, and literally his garage. So, we opened the garage door to get some ventilation up in here. I don't know what you're talking about. It's beautiful out. Yeah. Ditch itch. Ditch the itch. Ditch the itch. (laughs) <laughs> so that's the poison ivy itch, huh? Poison ivy, mosquitoes, poison sumac, you name it. Were you on vacation or something You're, where your uh, sunglasses were are white and then your cheeks are tan? <laughs> How'd this happen, dude? <laughs> I wear sunglasses every day, all day. Okay. So when I don't do my own business, I work at a commercial nursery here in Michigan. To talk right into the mic. Okay. There you go. So when I don't do my own business, I work in a commercial nursery here in Michigan. So I'm outside in the field all day in the sun and sunglasses saved my life. Awesome. And uh, you brought me some coffee. Is that true? Absolutely, man. There you go. Yeah, there's a local roaster in uh, the city of Goodrich or village of Goodrich. And they buy the beans, they roast it, and it's some of the best coffee around. Yeah. Man, what is that noise? Sounds like a hedge trimmer. Yeah, these jokers. We're trying to do a podcast here in the garage. and Go uh, figure. It is what it is, man. So tell us about your business, man. I like this. Mosquitoes, Poison Ivy. You got a niche. My audience knows all the time. I celebrate niches. The riches are in the niches. So I've heard that a lot and um, on your podcast. And then same thing with on Brian Fulton's podcast where he had Stan on that said, you know, be a master of two. But a jack of all trades. Get as close as you can because of that weed eater. That's true. All right. So to become a master of two, but then a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to become the master of poison ivy and removal and control. And then I also wanted to master mosquitoes because who in the right mind likes mosquitoes and who in the right mind likes poison ivy? Nobody. This this hedge trimmer, dude, if he doesn't stop, I'll shut the garage. That's what we'll do. For for those of you listening frustrated right now, I'm, I'm balancing staying cool. There's not a hedge trimmer in the background of the Hopefully the it's an echo. 
Yeah, there you go. You're going to like the gift I got you. Oh, I can't hint, wait to hint, open it. Hint, hint. <laughs> hint, hint. So, poison ivy, dude. I, I've had customers, you know, have it all over their fence, all over their backyard. What's the process? What do you guys do? I'm, I'm curious. I, I just, I won't even tell you what I did in case I did the wrong thing, but tell uh, us the right way to do it. Now I'm curious. So what I do is I use a specialty herbicide that's mm-hmm. tailored towards woody stem plants and broadleaf plants. I didn't do that. Yeah, probably <laughs> you, not. you probably ripped it out, didn't you? Uh, just go ahead. Okay. So basically we treat it. And then if the customer requires it, we go and remove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I reserve that pretty much for garden beds or if it's growing on a house or an AC unit or, you know, if it's growing up a utility pole to save the utility guy, things like that. Do you uh, put in like a four gallon backpack spray or how do you apply it? It's situational. Sometimes okay. I use a two gallon sprayer if the job's small enough. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've been dabbling with a lot of four gallon backpack sprayers, mm-hmm. battery backpack sprayers. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of pumping. Mm-hmm. So the What the, brands are those? Um, the first one I bought was an AM Leonard mm-hmm. and that one's working out pretty well. Then I went to Tractor Supply and bought their cheap model to see how it compared. Mm-hmm. That was a Chapin, I forget the model number. Mm-hmm. But then um, today, actually, I'm supposed to have a Flow Zone Cyclone delivered. Okay. And I get to see how that one works. Is there another option? Or it's just two gallon or four gallon? Uh, I think you can get some handheld ones that are in three. But you don't three do like gallon. a you don't do like a sprayer guy that's got a three hundred gallon tank on no, his truck. No, God no. Spraying poison ivy. God no. I don't know how much poison ivy y'all got up here, man. A lot. I figured if you got a business around it and then mosquitoes. A lot. I hate mosquitoes, dude. Who doesn't? I hate those things. Who doesn't? I mean, where I live, I live on 10 acres, so I deal with mosquitoes all the time. And that's actually how I started getting into. You uh, And you got a wife? I do. Okay. Any kids? Uh, one on the way. When's the baby due? December, January. Hmm. So that's exciting. Supposed to be a baby boy. Awesome. How's that make you feel? Oh, I'm... So excited. I'm so excited yeah. to to grow a human being with my wife. and Little boy, man. Little boy. She, wa- your, she wanted a girl. What's your wife's name? Her name is Noemi. Noemi? Noemi. What's her ethnicity? She is Mexican. All right. She what was, are you? I'm American. Okay. She was, you like those Spanish girls, huh? Well, her. <laughs> she Where was, did you uh, meet her? I met her at a party. Uh, one of, she came up here to see what America was like. And then her her cousin, <laughs> her her cousin Marty, stop laughing, man! You just said you just actually talked to Marty. Yeah, normally for real, he I uh, was on the speakerphone with them, and uh, he was giving me crap about telling him that he's fifty five years old or something. He's, yeah, so yeah, he's gonna yeah. send me a memo about that. But normally, you know, he's on the other side of the takeout window for the show. Okay, he's laughing. Wait, so your wife comes up from Mexico to visit? At the time, she wasn't my wife. Okay. okay, but so then I'm I, 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 I'm a car guy. Oh, so her cousin's a car guy, and we met at a car show. You know, her cousin wanted to show her what America was like. So I met her at a car show and said, who are you? And then things went from there. Senorita. Yeah. Mommy. Yeah. I think at, at the time, the only Spanish I knew was, como se llama? What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And then, and then she knew English? No. Nothing. So no. you, you, you saw her at a car show or car? A car show, yeah. You walk up to her, como se llama? Oh, yeah. Or como te? Como te llamas. Oh, you, you're getting better. You, I'm fluent now. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Let's see how far I can go. Hola. Que tal? Como anda? Nada. <laughs> como estas? <laughs> Todo bien. ¿Y tú? Bien. You got the accent too, my guy. 
<laughs> I've been down there quite a bit. I go, right, I go let, down there let, every year for like two months. Let me try one more time. Let me rust it off. Hola. Como estas? Muy bien. ¿Y tú? Muy bien. Me llamo es Paul. ¿Y tú? Um, mi nombre es Austin. Oh, hola Austin. Hola Paul. Hola. De mucho caliente hoy, ¿no? Nah, nah está perfecto. Oh. ¿Y cómo fue tu viaje? ¿Cómo tu trip go? Yeah, sí, 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 mi, mi cambio gente. Mucho bueno, pero un poquito informo porque de mucho hablar, mucho hablo. Entonces, la garganta duele. Yeah, mucho, mucho, mucho. Y Brian, no agua for me. Me dice, hey, Brian, me need more agua. And then uh, you, uh, you, see you, mi amigo. Yeah. Bring me mucho agua. Yeah, yo te di agua. Y ahorita este podcast está para los que hablan español y no para los que hablan inglés. Yeah. All right, Marty's going Marty's, <laughs> Marty's to be boiling here. He's like, what's Stop going on? Stop talking to What's Spanish, going on? Paul. Back to uh, how you met your wife, though. Let's hear the rest of the story. Yeah, so we just started hitting it off and then... Uh, what do you mean hitting off? You don't know English. Or no, you don't no, know Spanish. No, no, you but, don't know English. So you but, said como se llama. But I, I was hanging out with her cousin and we're walking around cars and, and what saved us, what brought us together. Let me see a picture of her. Was Google Translator. Okay. That's how well, we Why you're hanging out the first time? Yeah. All right. Let me see a picture of her. Let me look one up. Give me one second, Paul. Right, yeah, he, we, as, 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 as Austin looks up a picture of his wife for me, I just want to see... Uh, how this all turned out. So you, you, how long did you hang out at the car thing? You, you could tell she had interest in you at the car show. Yeah. I, I, at the time, I think I gave her, uh, one of the cards that had my name and phone number on it and said, Hey, if you ever want to hang out, call me. Okay. And then it just kind of went on from there. And then we started hanging out. Did you find the picture yet? Relax, man. So then <clears throat> Marty, oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. All right. How old is she? She's 30. How old are you? 28. How old right. Marty? 55. Uh, <laughs> apparently, this might be the last episode I get to say that. Austin's sitting there. Me and Marty are in a little, uh, what would you call that? Conversation. Conversation. Like, Paul, we got to talk about you, about uh, talking about my age on the air. So. <laughs> so sorry, Marty. I had to bring it up. <laughs> had to bring it up. Beautiful wife, man. Thank you. You guys are going to have, I'll tell you what, mixed kids are the cutest. If you have like a black and white baby or a white and Spanish now, no pressure, but typically they're very attractive. Yeah, well, very you know, attractive. Even if it comes out not so attractive. Yeah, you unconditional you know, love. Unconditional love. But then at the same time, my <laughs> this joker's back. That sounds uh, like a, that sounds like a saw. Yeah, almost. Oh, I see him. It's a look. This guy's weeding in and around the electrical cable over there. It's not starting. Look at him. What brand you think that is? Guy can't get the start. Anyway, don't say anything negative. Um, okay. <laughs> you saw what Brandon did. No, no, don't say it. Oh, he's, he's struggling. Poor guy. <laughs> what are you going to do? Buy a new one. Yeah, so marriage, uh, life's good. How in the world did you end up on 10 acres, dude? So that one, it's a house I grew up in. And so how I ended up getting that was... My mother went to go take care of my grandfather. And then when my grandfather passed away, she, she wanted to live up there. And I asked her, what are you going to do with the house? And I said, you know, if you want to sell it, I'll buy it. So, so it was a house, fa family house, childhood house? Yeah. On 10 acres. Yeah. So awesome, man. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how I got the uh, love for nature and the love for plants and how I got into this business in general. How much of the 10 acres is landscaped? How much of it is it? You guys got a lot I, of like... I maintain probably three and a half of the 10. 
There's okay. a there's a two acre pond on it, and then the back call it five is roughly all wild, mm-hmm. and I let it be wild because I like to hunt. Okay. So I want the deer, I want the foxes, the rabbits, the pheasants, whatever. Pheasant? What's a pheasant? You've never seen a pheasant? Not that I'm aware of. A, f- a pheasant? A pheasant. No. What's a pheasant? It's a bird. A pheasant. You've never seen a pheasant. Let me see a picture of this. This is bad for uh, podcasting. All these pauses as you get me pictures of peasants or pheasants. Peasants? <laughs> We're not pheasants. looking at peasants, all right? That's looking a pheasant a, ball. Let me see. Guy doesn't okay. know what a pheasant is. I've, I've seen a pheasant before. I don't think we have those down in, in Atlanta. We got hawks. Hawks? We got Scary. hawks. Scary. Yeah, um, they're hawks cool. Are, yeah, they're cool, but they're, man, they, they don't, I mean, they, I've never been attacked by one, but they seem like they just like, they think they're the stuff. You know what I mean? Well, they are. They're, I mean, what's above a hawk? An eagle? And then what's above an eagle? Yeah, but an eagle's eagle not as, I don't feel like an eagle's as predatory, like, I don't feel if I see an eagle, I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. Like, it's that's, majestic. It's something special. And there's a lot of principles about eagles. Like you got to clip their wings before they soar even higher. You know, there's, I'm an eagle guy. I like okay. eagles. But when I see a hawk, I'm like, you know, being careful, being alert. I've never been dive bombed by an eagle or a hawk, so I'm not too worried. I've been dive bombed by like red winged bldbirds and cardinals and things like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. So back to mosquitoes. All right. Are, are what do you want to know? Are we good at the home front? Yeah. Mexican, she's from Mexico, right? Yep. And then, Born and raised. Okay. And then she got citizenship when she married you? Uh, we're working on that. She okay. She's a legal resident. She has a work visa. She's working. Okay. And then, uh, But if you get married, isn't no, that sealed the deal? No, not at all. Really? That's an old school myth. Say that again. That is an old school myth. All right. There's so much paperwork and so much BS that goes into that. It's not even funny. If only you knew. I, I send immigration probably a book of documents mm-hmm. this big to show that we have a real marriage. Yeah. And still not official. Well, they, no, she, she's a legal resident. She has a work permit, but now they're working on a renewal. And with all this stuff that's going on, it's taken that much longer. Hello, it is Mr. Producer. This, of course, is the Green Industry Podcast. We appreciate all of your kind comments, all the DMs, just telling us how much you're loving the summer road tour made possible by our friends at Echo. If you're looking for a new blower, check out that PB770. This thing's got that ultimate combo of airspeed and volume, just makes any yard cleanup a breeze, and that means you can keep your crew on the move. Now, following the show... Slide on over to Echo-USA to learn more. Paul's interview with Ditch the Itch continues in just a moment. New program alert. The How to Get New Lawn Care Customers training program is now available. If you guys have ever struggled at acquiring new customers or are looking to grow your lawn care business, then this new program might just be for you. Looking to learn the best tactics to develop a successful postcard marketing campaign? We got you covered. Have you ever wondered how to use social media to exponentially grow your business and dominate the competition? We got that too. Whether you're just getting started in business or you're a seasoned vet, there's something for everyone in this new program available now exclusively at LaundrepreneurAcademy.com. Hey everybody, it's Caleb with Almond Landscape here in beautiful Fairfield County uh, talking about the HardscapeAcademy.com. It is our hardscape training website. We have training videos on there for retaining wall construction and paver patio construction. So check us out there at the HardscapeAcademy.com broadcasting to you live from Fairfield County, Ohio. 
The Green Industry Podcast Summer Tour, powered by Echo, rolls on. Once again, here's your host, Paul Jameson. So you guys are happily married at the 10 Acres? Oh, yeah. And the baby on the way. Baby on the way. Life's good at home. And then bringing in money through mosquito control and poison ivy. So tell us a little bit about the mosquito. What are they called? Mosquitoes? That's a Southern thing. Skeeters? We call them skeeters, I guess, but mosquitoes, you know. That's, yeah, uh, they do call them skeeters down there. Paul, you feeling them skeeters? Yeah. This guy, he got to run this with a joker. Gun. Guys, we're, I'm telling you what. <laughs> what well, your choice. Hot, hot garage. Well, Brian's loaded with money, man. Why can't he get air conditioning up <laughs> in here? Well, YouTube millions, right? He's got... <laughs> He's got something enough to get air conditioning. See, it probably, Maybe it this, just guy, stopped this guy's in the same spot. Nope. That's a weed eater now. Uh, I say we, I say we keep him and keep the that's, keep the air it's conditioning. It's a sound of echo. No. Yeah, that's not an echo. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, 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 we're not going to say what it is, but um, mosquitoes. Back to mosquitoes, skeeters. Okay. So over here in Michigan, and more than likely in most states, you have to become a licensed pesticide applicator in order to treat pesticides, mm-hmm. insecticides, fungicides, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right? Same in Georgia. Yeah. And I don't know the, the requirements over there, but every state's different. Over here, you have to have two years experience at a company using your license, and then you can apply for your own business license. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mosquitoes are something that I did at my house, and- yeah, I was kind of by necessity. I have a pond that breeds millions of them. Yeah. And so I got into it. I see it as a growing business. I don't see that many companies doing it. And the concept of it is very similar to lawn care. So it's route dense. You want to get into the, the neighborhoods and you want to get everybody in the neighborhood that you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And uh, what more do you want to know about it? Uh, pricing, apps per year. Okay. I'm really intrigued by this because... I think that uh, at least in Atlanta, there was a mosquito guy going around and he was like into the organic mosquito thing yep. and he made a mistake and then it was kind of an unforgiving mistake with the clients in my sphere of influence. And, you know, so they're always asking me and I have a subcontractor for everything. If you ask me, I can come on your property and take care of anything, whether it's your uh, irrigation, your trees, yeah. your your um, grading, your you got stump your book grinding, of, of business cards, and people. I, I got them. I mean, it's just they're my friends. I got them. Their phone. I need a stump grind, Scotty. I need a tree done, Chance, I, which is a, not the best name for a tree guy, Chance Wrigley. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, people are like, you sure you want me to call Chance to uh, right, cut right, down right. this uh, risky tree? I got everything except I've been wishy washy on the pool guy. Uh, I've seen. I, I want to have someone I trust and I, I don't have someone I could trust in that avenue. I got nothing in mosquitoes. And I get asked all the time, Paul, do you have a good mosquito guy? Do you have a good mosquito guy? And I don't. So it I'm always like you need to get one. Yeah, but I do, but I, there, I just don't know anybody reputable. You know what I mean? I'm very meticulous who I give out as a subcontractor. Right. My name's on, my name's on the line. If they have a great experience with that person, it reflects it's, you. It's brownie points towards me. It's, oh, yeah, Paul sent us Chance. Right. Chance did a great job. I send someone and they do a sketchy job or don't do an excellent job. I'd rather not give a referral. Right. Well, as far as the apps a year, down where you are, that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you have a longer season for mosquitoes to breed. Mm-hmm. Up here, I would say that we get lucky if we can start mid to late April. It okay. all depends on the spring. Okay, because once it gets to a certain temperature, the mosquitoes can hatch and then they're out. 
and you want to get on them as fast as you can. So that way you knock down the population because initially if you can knock down the population local to that property, you're going to have less mosquitoes breeding throughout the year, which Mm -hmm. makes your applications even more successful. And uh, the first thing that you should be doing when treating for mosquitoes is really doing uh, larviciding. Okay. Okay. Larvicides are affecting the larva. So when you have an adult mosquito that goes lays eggs, those eggs hatch, they become larva. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to kill them at that stage because you're wiping out a whole wave of mosquitoes. Okay. Okay. There's, or, there's organic larvicides that work great. Um, there's a Bacillus thurgensis strain. I think the product's called Vectobac. Uh, when I originally found it, I called up down in Florida to buy it. And they said, oh, the whole county in Florida bought all we got. So you got to wait four months. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I guess I found the right product because it's sold out. Yeah. You know, but actually here I've never done larviciding because I've never had experience in larviciding. So the state limited me to where I could only use insecticides. Okay. So I can't larvicide, but that's the best practices. Gotcha. That's what all the mosquito associations would tell you, everything like that. But apps per year up here, you'd probably be talking five to six. Okay. Price wise, it all depends. What I do might not work for you, mm-hmm. but I typically charge about $65 for three quarters of an acre. Okay. So you're talking 33,000 square feet, roughly 34,000. And then what kind of cost do you have broken down in that $65 app? It depends. Um, the first application, I use a combination of products. So I will use a synthetic adulticide. That's an insecticide. And then I will also use an insect growth regulator. And why I do that is because I'm trying to mitigate the resistance of mosquitoes to the insecticides, okay? Because if you use the same insecticide over and over and over, and it has the same mode of action, they're going to build a resistance to it, and then that whole group of of insecticides won't work. So you want to mitigate the risk of resistance. Mm -hmm. So then the first treatment for me is more expensive, Mm -hmm. okay? And then after that, I just bring it down to the insecticide, and you're talking, you know, insecticides are... 50 cents an ounce, mm-hmm. somewhere like that. So on the average job, I might use three gallons, which is about three ounces. So you're talking $1.50, two bucks. The initial application, I would say, is probably around $11. Mm-hmm. But it's super effective. Yeah. And I've noticed that after, it's super effective. But when you're getting down to you know $1.52, you're charging $65. dollars it's pretty profit, good margin. Profit, baby. What uh, is your um, what year did you start this thing? This year. Okay, so you don't. When know I went, that. when I went, when I met you last year at Launchpreneur Live Academy, I uh, just got my LLC, just got my clothes and logo all done, mm-hmm. and I was working on getting my pesticide business license. Mm-hmm. And then you know I went there and got my mind blown by everybody that was there. And then this year was my first year in the business, so okay. I'm still a greenhorn when it comes to a business owner, but I'm not a greenhorn when it comes to actually doing the work. Yeah, I've I've done it ten years. I interviewed Troy Clog yesterday. He's done it forty years. You have any questions you'd like to know? I've made a lot of mistakes over ten years. <laughs> well, tell what what was your first of all? I want to know. Let's go back. Let's go back to your poison ivy experience that you didn't do right because you never okay. told me that. We're jumping around. But yeah, it's I remember. Of the two I remember this lady. Uh, she was like, "I got poison ivy." This was year one. I was I year was, one. Desperate for money, okay? What I mean by desperate for money is like... Took everything you could? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So now if you're listening to this and somebody says, do you do poison ivy or do you do mosquitoes or do you do whatever it is, you don't want to be the yes man and just say yes to everything. You want to be very strategic 
in what services you say yes to. Absolutely. And then what service areas you say yes to. Absolutely. So I was 0 for 2 on this lady because she lived way out there. Okay. Way out there. Long drive just to get there. And uh, had a mutual friend. And she's like, hey, Paul, do you do, you know, can you clean up our fence or whatever? And so uh, I go out there, poison ivy all over the backyard, intertwined, you know, all into the fence. Oh, that's the worst. So. What kind of fence? Chain link? Um, Yeah, it was. Yeah. And so I'm out there like an idiot, you know, <laughs> pulling it up all day long, getting, managing to get poison ivy. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there's a big old snake. I don't like snakes. There's a big old snake, you know. You guys don't have those up here. But no, when, no, no, we when don't. You're, when you're going through it and then you got a little friend there and, and he didn't hurt me, and I didn't hurt him. Um, I have chopped their heads off before. Rattlesnake. Oh. Yeah. See, that's something about my business model doing, dealing with poison ivy. If I went south, I don't know that I'd do it. <laughs> I really don't because of Bro, the when you stand face to face with the uh, what, a copper rattlesnake. Rattlesnake, and then you chop its head off, and then the rattle thing keeps going. It, it it'll still bite you too. Oh yeah, the head would oh yeah kill you. I mean, there's a lot of people that die from rattlesnakes. The the venom ain't nothing to play with. But you want to know something? More people die from mosquitoes than rattlesnakes. Really? Yeah. How so? Mosquito-borne illnesses. Last year in Michigan, up here, we had a, a breakout of eastern equine encephalitis, which otherwise is known as triple E. Okay, and that's a a super fatal mosquito-borne illness that it's very rare, mm-hmm. but when it breaks out, they take it serious. Actually, the state last year did a, they treated thousands. I want to say it was like 2,400 acres of the west side of the state for mosquitoes. Wow. They contracted a company, and I know that contract had to be in the millions. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think 500 million people a year get malaria from mosquitoes. I think, I don't know, maybe 1.2 million people die a year from mosquitoes. Back to Poison Ivy, though, you asked about the job. So I was over to, I went out to a service area that was outside of, I didn't have a service area, but that was my first year. But if I would have had one, it wouldn't have been in it. And I don't, I didn't know anything about Poison Ivy other than it's a plant. what it looks like and what it does to make you itch. And uh, so I, I pulled it all up, managing to get it, hauled it off. Then I sprayed everything with Roundup. Okay. So, and I mean, she paid me. It probably was, it definitely wasn't profitable. I think I charged her like 200 bucks and it was oh, a two-day man. job. <laughs> man. It was one day to pull it and then, you know, the next day, or I think I pulled it and then she's like, you're going to put, you're going to spray Roundup, right? And I was like, oh, if you want me to. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were going to do that. You know, I just figured or whatever. So then I had to go back the next day, come back, drive all the way out there, spray the Roundup. Well, I can tell you right now that what you did was not the correct way to do it. Okay. I, I, I figured that. Uh, I would not recommend using Roundup or anything with the active ingredient glyphosate because mm-hmm. poison ivy will typically laugh at it. Really? Yeah. Poison, or I'm sorry, Roundup is typically designed to kill grasses. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's not many plants that can withstand it, but poison ivy is one of them. Okay. Okay. So that's why you want to look for something that does broadleaf and... Woody stem plants. Woody I'm not, not going to give the name of the product because there's a bunch of them out there, but okay. there's plenty of them that focus on those things, and those are more successful. Um, first, another thing, treat it first and then remove it. Okay. Why that is is because if you go to rip out the root, okay, if you miss any piece of root, that plant's going to grow back. And so if you're how poison ivy grows, it grows in a vine, 
and it has these little rhizomes that go down mm-hmm. all along the vine. So if you're snapping this thing and you miss pieces of it, you're actually doubling it. You're making more vines and more roots and more rhizomes and back and forth, back and forth. So, yeah. yeah. But you didn't know. You didn't know. No. And you don't I, know what you don't know. I didn't know. I was at my first year in business, guys that are listening, it was uh, basically everything you could do wrong. I pretty much just about did it. But you learned. And, and I learned. Now you're in your first year, yeah. but you're blessed because I didn't have a Brian Fullerton's podcast, Fullerton Unfiltered podcast. I didn't have a green industry podcast. I didn't have the library of YouTube. There might've been a few YouTube videos, but back 10 years ago, there wasn't what we have now. No. You can get yourself an education in basic business. Now people have different philosophies and different beliefs about business, you know, not everyone. Hey there. What's going on? What's your name? Brandon. Brandon. Oh, Shores Landscaping's here. Hey. Awesome, man. Give us just a minute. We're just about done. All right. Shores Landscaping here. Brian's got these things lined up one after the other, man. So you're booked up better than Jobber. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Which huge shout out to Jobber because they have made my first year a, 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 a cinch. Yeah, you, that's another thing. Back to year one. I didn't have a CRM. Yeah. So get a CRM. Absolutely. For sure. And that's what I did. I went out and I looked at them. I looked at Brian's yard book. I looked at you know various other ones. I found Jobber. Jobber could do the chemical treatments, the scheduling, the automation of it, which is fantastic. And a lot of, in, in year one, it looks like I've been a pro mm-hmm. by using Jobber. So a yeah. huge shout out to them. They're a great awesome. company. Well, keep listening to Brian's podcast and my podcast and learning. Absolutely. Wow. I do. Every day. So we appreciate it. Now um, we'll kick it back to Marty and the ATL. Take it easy, Marty. 55. 55 years old, Marty. (laughs) All right. Thanks, my friend. Thank you, Paul. Guys, I would also say it's important to have a great bookkeeper. And in fact, here at the Green Industry Podcast, we personally recommend Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. They are a family-owned bookkeeping service. And the cool thing is they work with the lawn care community, with lawn care professionals. They don't just work for you. They partner with you, and they certainly know what keeps uh, you guys up at night, and they can help. Whether you need to produce accurate financial statements, do bank reconciliation, accounts receivable, accounts payable, benchmarking, you need advisory services, please check out Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. I tell you what, I'll add the link in the show notes. Make sure to tell them that Paul Jameson sent you. Check back tomorrow for another edition of the Green Industry Podcast and visit greenindustrypodcast.com to get the e-course or our rate increase letter or both. Be blessed, friends, and may you have a profitable day. You've been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Thanks again to Echo for powering our first annual summer road tour. Check out Echo's product line at echo-usa.com. And don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.